Hi there. And before we get into today's episode, um, I just wanted to share a little something. Um, I'm, my signature program, the Financial Fulfillment in Seven Simple Steps, is finally launching very soon. Um, I've been having lots of people asking me, so when you, when can we actually get access to this? Well, 31st of October, the doors will be opening. Uh, it will be for a limited time, so about a week that they'll be open and available um, for for purchase. And um, there's a couple of reasons for that, and that's because it's a there's a group program, and it's a lot easier to bring everybody in at the same time. Um, so keep an eye out for that and you can always go to my website um, money-madesimple.com.au I've got a few fun um, activities and things coming up in the lead up to it so if you want some great information uh, then check it out and come along all right let's get into today's episode Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode. Uh, this one's going to be a little bit different and very interesting. So I have the lovely Becca Maxwell here from Do Divorce Right. Now Becca's got quite an extraordinary story and you've, you've done a lot of things. You've lived all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have a very adventurous spirit which is wonderful and you're, you're harnessing your experience and knowledge to really help women deal with the painful process of separation and divorce. So give a little bit of your story and how you got to what you're doing and why um, in your own words. Yeah, sure. Um, So as you say, I have lived all over. I left Australia in my early 20s and I've lived in England, Scotland, Greece, Amsterdam, Singapore, uh, and now in Perth, which is not at all where I'm from, just a new adventure. Um, For the I was working in the advertising industry for a long time, 20 years, and I worked my way up all over the world and, and became chief operating officer of a social media agency, was loving all of that. And then I um, changed, pivoted to becoming a consultant to two advertising agencies. And in that role, it was around relationships. So a relational intelligence consultant, it really is a thing. We were teaching agencies, I still do this. Um, I work with leadership teams um, and with account teams on how do you have really great client relationships? How do you um, manage conflict well? How do you build resilience when things are really tough? How do you manage when there's so much change in the industry and in the global economy and in the climate? Um, And while I was doing this, I was also going through a pretty ugly divorce in Singapore. So this international divorce, it went on for years and years and years. Um, But all of those frameworks and everything that I'd been applying to my clients and all of that coaching that I'd been doing was super relevant, super relevant. And I was able to stay sane, act with integrity. You know, I was really pleased with how I behaved through the ugliness of it all. And then I found people kept coming to me and saying, can you help me through mine? Can you, you know, how is it that you're still smiling after everything that you've been through? How is it that you've managed to go on and build a beautiful life after that shit show? I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, Alpha. Of course, (laughs) go for it. Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah. 
And I said, well, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I had all of these tools and frameworks, but of course people kept coming to me for help. And I thought, well, better than, you know, just occasionally helping somebody, I should package this up mm. and um, actually become a divorce coach. So that's what I do now. I do help women through separation and divorce and just trying to stay sane and resilient and make their way through it. Yeah. And it's um because it's a very... <laughs> it's almost like you have to sort of split your personality in, in a way because you've got the emotional side, which you're, I mean, you're dealing, there's trauma associated with it. Absolutely. And nobody enters and a marriage. Grief. Yeah. With the idea of separating. So it's yeah. not like Yay. something. Can't wait know. until this is over. No. Yeah. That's it. You're like, oh yeah, there's a wedding. Oh, okay. Well, I'm only doing this. So I can get to, no, that's, that's not how we approach it. So no. yes, the, the grieving process that happens. And then there's, then there's the financial side which yes. becomes an entirely different beast. How do you help women with kind of like the, well, I, I, what I'm calling split personality, but what, that, that's sort of the two sides of, of that coin? Um, it really depends on where they're at. So the first thing we'll do is we'll have a conversation around where they're at um, in that process. So sometimes it's I've literally just found out that, you know, my, my husband has been cheating and is leaving me. Or it could be, look, we've been separated, we're in different homes, we've been this way for a while, but I'm still really struggling. So depending on where they're at, we kind of triage that. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk very much around grief and the emotions that they're feeling. And one of the, I guess one of the, the things I keep coming back to is helping them understand that their ex-husband is now an alien. Right. And not trying to anticipate what he's thinking, what he's motivated by. How you know, how has he come to these decisions? How is he making those choices? Because this person is now so foreign to you. They are an alien. Stop, stop trying to figure it out. Let's just focus on you. Um, and coming back to their intention. So having an intention on how they intend to behave and what does integrity look like. And that intention might be, Sometime in the future, I'd like to be in the same room with my ex-husband and the children, and we will all be okay. Mm -hmm. And if they can keep coming back to that, they can kind of silence all of the triggering alien behavior <laughs> um, and, you know, reminding themselves, I don't want to be reacting to this because my intention is over here. So I need to keep coming back to my intention. And I know you do a lot of work in values. So shall we address that straight away? That was going to be one of my questions as well, because I was about to say, I know you work with values too. And how does that play into the work that you do? Definitely. So values, I, I ask my clients to first figure out what are their strengths, because often they forget that they're a fully functioning, fabulous human being mm. without the institution of marriage around them, right? So let's figure out what are you really great at? What have you been great at? What are you still great at? Let's do your strengths. Mm. Then we do your values, which is what's important to me. Mm. And the reason values are so important is because it helps them make better informed decisions moving mm. forward. Yeah. And I know you know this. Totally oh, agree. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's about for you, it's about the finances and how are they going to invest? What are they going to do with their money? And for us, we might be coming back to the what are you going to do with your alone time now? You don't need to compromise anymore. You know, marriage is compromise and great marriages exist. And I am a big fan of love, a big fan of marriages working out, actually. Um, but there is always compromise required. And when you're building up a life from scratch again, you 
get to decide what that looks like. So your values are critical in helping you make those decisions. And they light people up, right? You start talking Mm -hmm. about, for me, adventure being a value. It's it's how I make decisions on what am I going to do with my time. And so that's that's where it comes into. And the values, the intention, you know, it helps women keep coming back to what is it I'm trying to do here so that I'm not emotionally hijacked, so that I'm not reacting to this triggering alien. Yes, yeah, I think that reacting versus acting is is, yeah. is an important thing and, and being able to, to know that you can design your life intentionally because quite often years pass, things happen, we fall into patterns of behaviour or habits and we kind of go, oh, right, why do I do this again? And you, you can come back to that, yeah, and, and design it, which is which is brilliant. Yeah. The other, the other thing that, I, that I've seen happen is, during a marriage, friends often fall away for whatever reason. So how how do you help support women through the process of um, perhaps they don't have many their friends and their own they, support? Yeah, yeah. How, 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 does, how do you kind of help them manage also their support network? Because sometimes their support network might not actually be all that supportive. Yeah. The, the tragedy is that if you lose friends through marriage, you probably lose more through divorce. Mm. It's... It was quite shocking to me when my mother said to me, you're going to lose all your married friends now. It's like, what do you mean? Why would that be the case? She said, yeah, they don't want you, they don't want divorced women around their husband. What do you mean? (laughs) And unfortunately, that did become a little bit true. There were people who were like, oh, no, we're not not getting close to the ugliness or the messiness that is that emotional shit show that roller coaster that you're on so they would distance themselves so how I help women with this is we try to articulate well what does your support network look like first of all have you spoken to a lawyer like where are you at in that journey who are you speaking to and are their values aligned to yours so I'm not necessarily addressing your (laughs) friendship bit yet but this is part of that support network Mm. how do you find a lawyer that's aligned to your values um and how important that is Mm. um Sometimes they'll need a therapist or a coach, but not always. Like best case scenario, they don't necessarily need that and they're managing well. Mm. And then there's the two areas of friends. Mm -hmm. There's the old girlfriends. These are the people who know you really well. They could be sisters. They could be someone you only talk to once a year, but, you know, has known you forever. Mm. Now is the time to reactivate those friendships. So reactivating that tells you know is um being vulnerable with them articulating where you're at being very clear and letting them know that you might need them a little bit but there has to be more than one because otherwise you're just putting too much pressure on that best friend yeah so that's like these older friendships are people that you can be vulnerable with that Mm -hmm. can hold a mirror up to you when you're not behaving as well as you could Mm. and ideally won't let you overindulge in the ex-bashing or the, you know, inviting more and more trauma into your life. So these women should hopefully have ways in which they can hold you accountable and keep your boundaries clear. And then there's newer friendships, which are really critically important too because you are building up this new life. So it's time to get out there and interview for new friends but this is where kind of values help with that if Mm -hmm. you know if being fit and healthy is important now's a great time to join a boot camp or you know a women's only gym or you know classes 
where you might not be more, it might not be talking or connecting well with these women to begin with, but in a few months' time, they might yeah, become familiar. friends. Yeah, uh, it could be art classes or, you know, get out there painting. That helps in a couple of different ways. First, you're, you're building friendships with people who are getting to know the new you. Yeah. Right. So they don't have the baggage of, oh, but your husband was so nice. I just don't believe this. Um, <laughs> you know, they're not bringing any of that into yeah. it. But also they're the ones that you can build new healthy habits with. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, it's important that the um, surrounding, because again, we're products of, you know, we, we go to school with certain people, you know, we, we're working in an environment, we pick up our friendships that way. Um, yeah. And it's it's difficult as a grown-up, really, especially if your children aren't super young anymore because normally when your kids are little and people are, like, seeking out social outings and people to connect with, when you're a bit older, it does become harder, um, especially if you've either moved cities or you're in a new environment. Absolutely. Or, or you're growing as an individual because... Yeah. Yeah, separation, divorce would 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 change you quite a bit, yeah. um, and you need, I guess, new perspectives in 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 that space. So, yeah, but yeah all of that. Sorry, being a serial expat, I know how hard it is to create new friends. I totally get it. You land somewhere new, you don't know anybody. Yeah. Um, your children are not necessarily connecting with other children because they're new into an environment that's established. I totally mm-hmm. get it. But yeah. there's a lot there to coach women through and how to how to be brave and how to put yourself out there, how to keep going. Yeah. Have you found the last few years have made it harder because a lot of things have become online and we haven't sort of been connecting in person? Obviously now that's that's returning a bit more to normal, but have you found yeah. that period of time made it a bit more difficult? I found it just made it different. You okay. connect, you, People are still looking for ways to connect. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, my daughter does um, art classes where in person she, Previously, she would do those in person. Now yeah. she does out school. I don't know if you know what out school is, but they all get together, you know, on a Zoom and they're all painting the same thing. Yeah. So there's, there's still opportunities to meet people and it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be face-to-face. Um, yeah. I just think it makes a difference. Yeah, I think because we've all had to get used to it, it's a bit easier. If you're on your own trying to go, oh, I want to connect yeah. people with people online in a meaningful way, it's a little bit harder. No one else yeah, is we're all doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the other big issues which which come out, and I I certainly I've, I've never actually been divorced, but I helped my father through through his from a financial perspective, um, and I felt that was quite traumatic to be honest, yeah. especially when the concept of integrity kind of comes up too. How do you see the money issue side sort of play out um, with the clients that you've had, and also from your own experiences? I find that a lot of it's driven by fear. Mm-hmm. and yeah. it takes a lot to be able to trust that things are going to work out. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot to release that fear and that um, fright that everything's going to get taken away. Mm-hmm. But the reality is both people in this will have less. Yeah. So it does require, require downsizing. Nobody's going to walk away with absolutely everything and live, you know, the same lifestyle that they had before or better mm. to begin with yeah but the incredible thing is that that's a great base and now you get to start without compromising for somebody else you get to start building a life against your own values and you start building again so the biggest because there's so many ways it plays out right there's there's mm. 
fights about who gets the house, who gets the share of the house if, it, if they've agreed to the sale, who, when do you sell? There's, there's so many financial conversations that come into it. Um, but ultimately what I tend to talk to my clients about as you know, that, that straddles all of it yeah. is around not letting fear motivate you to make these decisions. Yeah. Ideally, there's compromise, you know, and it's really hard to compromise, especially if you're terrified and you're afraid. So that there's a lot of kind of relax about it. You know, can you believe things are going to be okay? There's visioning about what a future could look like. Mm. Yeah, like you said before, it's very much point in time. And I, I think in a way, when we're, we're in the depths of, of, the, of the despair or the fear, it feels like it's going to like, be like that forever um recognizing it is point in time and things can change we just take steps doesn't have to be big steps just little ones day by day and that's what I talk to my clients about when it comes to money too because there's a compounding impact and I imagine that same thing with like the emotional and then the financial side is you do one thing and then that gets better and then it gets exactly you survive one day and then all of a sudden you've survived a week and then all of a sudden it's been a month and years oh my gosh I'm out the other side who knew yeah that's it yeah so the the type of professionals that you see so obviously you mentioned a lawyer Mm. have you are there other like would, would the would someone need an accountant like how how does all that kind of um sort of the professional support network play out and who have you seen have added the most value I mean obviously a lawyer is essential um, yeah, but, um yeah. from, a, from other professionals I'm not sure that I have many conversations in that space um I'm not really asking my clients enough about who else mm-hmm. they're seeing because I tend to see them when they're in a moment of despair yeah. um it's and very much focused on, yeah, it's, it's very much focused on what are you doing for you right now and how are you keeping in mind your, your, your intention? It's, it's mm. all about not reacting, right? Yeah. So I don't really ask them about their accountancy. And I do ask about the lawyers just because I want them to be as well informed as possible. Yes. Um, but beyond that, I'm not sure. There's certainly a huge amount of, uh, from, from my experience, there's unpacking afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. you know, also speaking to lawyers about rewriting wills and, um, mm. you know, um, insurance providers to make sure that if anything happens to me, my family are looked after as the breadwinner of the family. Is everybody going to be okay? Yeah. So I've surrounded myself fairly quickly with a bank of professionals um, and just learned as much as I possibly could along the way I had a a property advisor at one point so Mm I think I mentioned to you previously in a private conversation that I was quite crap with money like quite bad with money Mm -hmm. and had expected that my husband would just solve all of those problems I thought well like aren't men good with money and (laughs) isn't he going to make sure all the bills are paid and then when I, uh, when the divorce had happened, so not even the divorce, I, I left the marriage a year later. I found out that he hadn't been paying one of our mortgages for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he'd left us in a huge amount of debt that I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. And so I very, very quickly became financially educated. I did everything yeah. that I could to learn what do I need to do to get out of this debt, to you know get my financial shizzle together. Yeah. And it was weird to have to learn that in my 30s. Yeah, well, this, this is this is the interesting thing is there's usually a catalyst or a trigger of some sort that kind of gets us on that journey or on that path. 
Um, and it can be quite sort of dramatic, like a, a, a relationship breakdown. Um, but we're not taught any of this stuff. And we're, there's a kind of unspoken expectation that we're supposed to know. Yeah, yeah, there is. Magically know what to do. Yeah. Um, and even understand how, because, of course, the marketing that goes with all of the financial products is absolutely brilliant. And they use some pretty awesome psychology <laughs> to yeah. really get to, to people, but how, how to actually find it. So, I, yeah, being, saying that you had to learn all this in your 30s, I actually, to be honest, I think that's, that's great. Like to even get to the point where, I mean, you, you've learned it. Because I think some people, even when they go through a traumatic experience, will still just kind of hide and go, oh, I just, yeah. someone else will look after it for me. So taking yeah, that responsibility. Nobody, nobody was coming. Right. There was no, you know, white horse coming to save me. I really had, to, I was binging podcasts. I was binging yeah. uh, any free education I possibly could on like, how am I going to do this? I was hiring books from the library. Uh, how am I going to downsize and deal with all of this financial problem and then set myself up for a decent future so I'm really pleased to say that I'm in a good place now like I've got insurances in place um you know all of the all of the insurances um I've got property investment I've got stocks investments I've got savings I've Mm. got my house together I could certainly be in a better place but I've been far worse yeah. Oh, and that's and that's that's a brilliant space to be in because the and the biggest thing is starting and making that decision to start too. Because otherwise, if you if you just kind of think about it, yeah, the thoughts are lovely, but thoughts don't actually produce no. an outcome. Can I tell you a fabulous story about oh, money? Like my thirteen-year-old um, has saved six and a half thousand dollars to take his stepdad on a holiday to Egypt oh my god so back when when he was 10 so this was the reason I share this is because it came off the back of me learning about money and then learning yeah. how can I teach my children about money and yeah. I had gifted my son some shares when he was I think about 10 mm-hmm. and I printed off a, a piece of paper with all the logos you know big famous logos of things yeah. that he had a fraction of a share in <laughs> like yes. a McDonald's yeah, yeah. and a Coca-Cola and he's like oh my god so yeah. he was really inspired by the fact that you know he could make money by investing money yeah and I was able to teach my children that if they save to a certain amount yeah. at the just um the compounding interest and also I would match it Yes. To really incentivize their savings. Yeah. I'm just so proud of this boy, 13 yeah. years old, and is flying. He's paying for the whole trip to go to Egypt. Yeah, but what it's a goal so cool. to have too. Like yeah. that's, that's an awesome thing. And But, again, what it also shows is that you have to, it, the motivation, because he has a goal, he created a goal that he was very emotionally connected Inspired to. By. Yeah. And yeah. so that created the, the, you know, the incentive for him to really want to achieve it. And then he yeah. had the the foundations and the support and the and the and the guidance from yourself. Went and got that. a job. He saved all oh. his pocket money. He asks for money for breakfast and um, for breakfast, birthdays and Christmas. Like yeah. he's just squirreled it all away. So motivated by that goal. Yeah, it really does and make a difference. And that's inspiring for you too. Like because um, we 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 sort of always think that as parents we're the ones who teach our children. And for the most part, there's 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 a lot of guidance and knowledge. Like for instance, teaching him about money, he wouldn't have known that at this age if it wasn't for you. But then to kind of turn it around and then you can watch what he does with it. And you're like, oh, wow, that's really awesome. Like I learned from my seven-year-old daughter all the time yeah, in yeah. how she approaches problems and how she, because I, I give her the opportunity to create the solutions herself. I don't launch in yeah. and just go, well, this is how you fix that problem. I was like, well, so what would you do? 
Yeah. And then so now she she comes up, she says, Mama, how about you do it this way? Try this. And I'm like, okay, so then I'll I'll actually do it. And quite often it works better than something oh, I've come she's up with. Wise. That's so good. Yeah. So that's that's a tremendous story. So that's the other thing too. And I find as a parent, we'll often do things because we will do we we don't want to sort of either disappoint, we want to have things sorted for our children. Um, yeah. How do you help women do things for themselves? Because it is quite a difficult thing quite often for, for us women to go, I'm going to do this for me. It feels very luxurious and self, self-centered because that's sort of stereotypically what we're taught it is. And as women, we're meant to be humble and, you know, all these sorts of things. Um, how do you kind of, I guess, reframe it in a way that you're like, you don't need to do this just for your kids. You you have value and you do it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. How, how does that play out? Well, we talk about... Um I've got this whole section, you know, I've got an online course coming up and, and one of the sections is about understanding where the expectations have come from. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to get to the root of why are you putting this expectation on yourself? Where does that story come from? Mm-hmm. And trying to draw back to that history. So one story might be, um, you know, that that men are better with finances and therefore you don't have to learn anything <laughs> about it. Where does that come from? Is that yeah. true? Is that real? Is that like helpful in today's in today's society no let's rewrite that story so I think it's about trying to understand why do I feel that way and where did I get that expectation from one expectation is you know a marriage is forever is it is that Mm. what evidence suggests because (laughs) are you the first person that's ever been divorced or separated like are you the only person on the planet going through this no so Mm. maybe it's not a failure the fact that it's ending maybe it's quite okay that that Mm. relationship has played out and actually it was successful because it was 19 years long or 12 years long or whatever so yeah we, we talk about well what's that story you're telling yourself where is that narrative come from and can we isolate the narrative from the fact yeah of you know not putting hard expectations on yourself why are you the only one who has to be a good role model for your children and mm-hmm. um, you know or why is it that going to have a massage is making you a bad mom Yes. <laughs> let's, let's unpack that where does that oh, come yeah. from that, I, that seems like to me <laughs> i'm actually going for a massage tomorrow i love massages oh, and i consider them mandatory self-care especially when yeah. it comes to tight muscles and it allows me to be a better mom as well because yeah. i'm much more chilled <laughs> for me it's getting away from the children every now and again i'll go for nice long walks on the beach or leave them at home yeah I'm well that's why my space yeah, well, my bike rides in the morning. My daughter sometimes says, oh, Mama, can I come with you? I was like, um, we'll, we can do a bike ride together on the weekend, but this particular bike ride, that's for me. That's Mama's time. So, yeah. And so she doesn't ask a lot anymore. Um, and we do bike rides on the weekend, so we go for nice yeah. long bike rides. And, yeah, so, no, I think it's, again, it's that balance. Um, yeah. yeah, I also the, talk really positively about work to the kids. Yeah, like you're working so you know you're always working am I always working is that true because you know Mm -hmm. mama likes to work right Mm -hmm. you know that I'm not I'm I enjoy spending time with you but I also need and want and enjoy working so (laughs) you know I I love playing with their friends yeah so for you this is your play yeah because it's work because see that's the other thing too is why is the word work what does that have to be negative and and why should why should I feel like a bad parent Mm. because I choose to work and and that's something I do talk to clients about which is you know they have been stay-at-home moms or they they worry that um or they're working moms and they worry that they're not spending enough time with their children Mm. actually if you were to reframe that a little bit and let the children see that 
you want to be doing this. It's not a chore. It's not something forced on you. Yeah. It's a choice. You're and actually bringing a much nicer view on that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Ching, ching, ching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they can then choose to, to uh, save their pocket money and earn money so they can go on a trip to Egypt with their stepdad, which is. Right. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I'm not at ch- all jealous. No, no. I was just thinking, I've always wanted to go to Egypt, actually. Um, but, yes, but no, stories and stereotypes and challenging the, the thinking and all of that, I think that's absolutely brilliant. And it's the perfect opportunity when you're you're going through such a dramatic shift in your life to question all of those paradigms and to rewrite the narratives and to go, well, what is, and, and, and to grow as a person. We all grow. So nothing is static. I think the no. only constant really is change. I mean, especially as we've seen over the last few years and then yeah. having somebody to support and guide that journey like yourself is awesome. So how can women find out more about what you do and connect with you? And I know you've got some exciting news coming up. Yeah. So they can work with me one-on-one. Um, go to dodivorceright.com or look on Instagram, do divorce right. Um, so I do one-on-one um, coaching, but I am launching an online program for the first time. So packaging up all of these powerful tools and everything for people to do self-paced. It's supposed to be about 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not in- intended to be a huge burden, but there's mm-hmm. short videos every week, some exercises, journaling, um, and a group coaching call every week. Mm-hmm. That's launching on October 25th. So co- cart closes like the you can only buy it until October 23rd. Okay. But find me at Do Divorce Right. And um, if the timing is right, come and join the online program. It's for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll never be as cheap as it is now because I'm doing a beta run. Yeah. And then I'll look at doing it again in February next year, but it'll be packaged up a bit differently. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. So so if, if you're driving while you're listening to this, I'll put this in the show notes so that you can go back and look at it. And this find this, me. Yeah. And this episode will air either just before or within the doors period. So you can Amazing. jump in and take advantage because this is this is beautiful. We've, Becca and I've had a number of conversations and very aligned in how we do things. And I'm I love the fact that there is that level of support and enlightenment. And to be honest, the stuff that you talk about could be relevant at any point in a woman's life it absolutely is it absolutely is and I just feel like most of us don't look for it and mm. until we're at a point of such vulnerability and such brokenness yeah. um so you know separation and divorce does that and like hey take it you've got to take this <laughs> use yeah. these tools you're, you, you know yeah you're gonna need them but you could prepare not even you don't even have to prepare yourself for a separation or divorce these are just tools for life and being happy as, yeah. and fulfilled as a human being <laughs> oh brilliant thank you so much my pleasure thanks for having me alpha yeah and um and i'm sure we'll talk again because i'd love to be able to have you as a a masterclass speaker for when when my program's up and running would love that yes wonderful all right well thank you very much um becca and for everyone listening enjoy the rest of your day